Welcome to season three of the You Belong podcast by Faith Young Adults, where no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've done, you belong. I'm your host, Braden Benvenuti. Let's get real. Welcome back to the You Belong podcast. My name is Brayden, your host as usual. Super excited for another episode of this podcast. I'm loving doing this. I hope the listeners, I hope you guys are loving this podcast as well. But without further ado, we have a return guest. She, what should I say? She's amazing. That's what I'll say. Her name is Katie Burleson. Katie, how do you feel? Hey, hey. I'm glad to be back. Boom. You did great the first time, and so you're allowed to be back. <laughs> oh, thank you. I passed the test. Um, but super excited to have you on here. I think last time you had a lot of good stuff to say, and what we're talking about is, I feel like, very uh, dear to to you, or it, it applies, I guess. It is. I told you I had a lot to say. <laughs> very much so. So probably might say some stuff. I'll be like, oh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, super excited for this. Katie, what you, uh, what you been up to this past weekend? Um, this past weekend, creative team went to um, Lift Conference in Passion City Church. Oh, that's It was cool. a lot of fun. Learned a lot, but also saw how capable we were compared to a huge church. So yeah. it was a lot of fun. Lift Conference. Never been, but I assume it's probably pretty s- not similar. I mean, a similar vibe to Passion Conference and stuff like that, just because that's who's yep. putting it on. Um, but that's pretty cool that you guys got to do that. Was that a, that was a two-day thing, right? Two days, a um, bunch of creatives in one room, which was really weird because creatives don't get to sit much and mm-hmm. so to have a bunch of creatives in the room was like you could feel the stress of i shouldn't be sitting right now yeah um so that was interesting so but it was a lot of fun we learned a lot nice did you get to do anything fun in atlanta like uh, well i'm sure the conference is fun but like we went anything. To shake shack okay. we don't have shake shack around here that's we don't have much <laughs> anything <laughs> nice that's about as fun as we got well that's still fun shake Sh- i don't know if i've been to shake shack it's like an inside out but of yeah. this side <laughs> i've wanted to go i've been in and out mm-hmm. in and out is fantastic in and out did i say inside out that's a movie <laughs> I didn't notice. I got what you were saying, though. Yeah. I thought it, you said in and out But nonetheless, Shake Shack, if you've been there, you probably enjoy it. But Atlanta's a cool place. I love mm-hmm. Atlanta. Passion City Church, great church. We yep. went to Passion uh, Conference. Us, uh, took a group of young adults. That was a really oh, good time. Oh, that's right. Um, probably could be, well, we will be going back mm-hmm. um, in this winter, so that'll be fun. Um, but that's pretty awesome. We're getting better over here at Faith Church. We're learning. <laughs> we're getting filled up from other leaders, so that's awesome. Um super excited for what's to come i'm sure you guys took a lot away from that probably oh yeah we're implementing some things and we're Uh excited nice sweet well let's get into it let's do it what are we talking about today we're talking about women in ministry Mm. something that i love to talk about i need like a like a sound thingy where i can do clap (laughs) yes (laughs) for sure but yes women in ministry because katie you are a woman in ministry. A so woman in ministry. <laughs> why not have you on here? I don't need to have a man on here to talk about it. That'd be terrible. Yeah. Would make you sense. You need the right perspective. For sure. So talking about women in ministry, because I feel like um, it's probably been a hot topic for a while, because, I mean, the women weren't really, like, allowed at all for a long time. So I'm sure it was a hot topic, because I'm sure there were ladies that wanted to. But it's now, controversial. Yeah. Now it's been uh, a progressive thing that's obviously 
move the ball a little forward. Yep. But we definitely have a lot of work to do, I think, a lot to, to keep going. Um, but obviously you're on staff at a church and you are a leader, so we are somewhat moving <laughs> yeah. moving in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, I'm here, so I hope it's in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, so, Katie, uh, you I think you mentioned what you did last time you are on here, but refresh us. Um, what you do here at the church, kind of describe kind of your role a little bit and uh, what all goes into that. Okay. Um, so August 20 of 2021, I was hired in as the communications director. Um, I have a PR degree from UNA, and basically as the communications director, I take care of social media, emails. Um, a big part of my job is project management for all creative direction um, of just any project. So any in-service videos, a lot of those, is, um, I oversee that. I do a lot of the directing. Um, I don't have a lot of the technical skills. I can, <laughs> but um, my team, I have four creatives. I have um, Lance is the next-gen creative. Um, Austin, my husband, is my videographer. Nice. Um, Chris James is my graphic designer, and Gabe Roden is another videographer. So I manage a lot of, well, if you notice, that's all four men. So I'm <laughs> one woman over four men in one yeah. office. Um, but they do a great job, and that's half the battle is just kind of balancing all of their jobs and getting them in one direction because – um, if you've ever worked with a creative or if you are a creative, you know that it's like herding cats mm. um, <laughs> to get them in one direction. But it's a lot of fun and I love what I do. That's awesome. Uh, definitely herding cats. Cats are interesting people. <laughs> Creatives are interesting people. Yes, they And they're going to do their own thing. Yeah. And uh, so I like that analogy. But but yeah, Katie, you are, I think you're killing it in, in your you. role. Um, and I can imagine how difficult, one, leading like as a boss is, but men mm -hmm. like can be probably <laughs> even more difficult not having like another woman like in the office is probably pretty pretty difficult um in it as itself but um doing a great job man emails i love seeing the emails like that you're designing you're sending out um mm -hmm. and just the i think the organization that's been brought in by you and your husband austin i think power couple together like oh. you guys are you guys are crushing it and the creative team has been i mean i think it's the best it's been in a, a long time you never, you never notice something about emails. I'm sure people hear this and be like, emails? Yeah. Like, what, what century are you in? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of science that goes into it. Like, when you, when you start working with emails, you realize you have to look at every word that you put in there. Mm. Um, the fear of pressing the send button, <laughs> which I've messed ready. up a few times. <laughs> so it's a, it's a learning curve. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of, like, analytics and everything that it's not, like, the most fun part of the job, but it's definitely important. Mm -hmm. Pastor Steve talks about measuring what matters and... Part of my job is measuring analytics of everything that I do. So. Nice, but uh, but yeah, so you got a lot on your plate. You're doing doing a lot yourself, and then like leading and like making decisions a lot as well, yeah. and, and meetings and like you have like your brain is being pulled. I feel like in lots of different avenues. Yeah. Um, because your job is like is different things. Um, but like I said, I think you're doing great, and especially being um as young as you are and a woman, because people just have the stupid idea in their head that like yeah oh she's a woman we have to have like i don't know how she's gonna do in the job or whatever yeah. like um, there's like a stigma yeah yeah um and so you're doing great i love that um i could come into the office and you guys have like a super cool office and i'm like what's up creative team <laughs> <laughs> very welcoming but so katie communications director killing the communication um bossing people around <laughs> just kidding in a good way um and so what we're talking about we're gonna get into it right here with the first question. I don't know if I had the right order with these questions, but I think <laughs> so. So, do you think women can be leaders in the church? I think we know the answer. Do I think women can be leaders in the church? I don't think you do know my answer, because my answer mm. is, who cares what I think? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think 
you should look at scripture and mm. there's several times on there's so many examples in scripture of um women having the authority um of jesus the same that men had or man has um but specifically i've got three for you so in luke 10 it's mary and martha and it's um you know mary is at the feet of jesus and martha is trying to prepare mm-hmm. a food for him she's in the kitchen and she gets frustrated um, that Mary's not helping her because that's what a woman was supposed to do. They were preparing things. Um, and if there's anybody in that time that I want to prepare something super nice and super well thought for, it's Jesus yeah. himself. <laughs> and so if I'm Martha and I'm looking at Mary, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is what we're supposed to do. This is the standard for us. And you're doing what a man mm. does. Um, and in that, like, I think one thing that we can learn from this is that he was the most important person that could have been in their house. Mm. And yet Mary, she was at the feet of Jesus, learning and acknowledging who he was and the value of sitting with him over the culture, um, the norm of preparing a meal. And I just think that's so powerful because he, Jesus did not sit in front of Mary and say, get up and help Martha. He flipped the script on culture and the culture norm. And he said, look at, you know, take some notes from Mary. Like she's Mm -hmm. sitting at my feet. And I think that's really empowering um, another example is in John 4, it's the woman at the well. Um, if you don't know that story, Jesus met this woman who had just not lived the lifestyle of what would have been the pure woman. Like she had had several husbands and she um, went to the well in the heat of the day when there were no one, no others um, around so that she could just be by herself. She didn't mm-hmm. want to be uh, patronized or anything. And so Uh, Jesus was strategic. We know that. He was strategic about his ministry, and he empowered her by giving her a personal encounter Mm. um, at her lowest point. Mm -hmm. You know, she didn't want to, nobody wanted to associate with her. Um, And then he sent her off to be a witness who was, to who he was and what he came to do. So he specifically sought her out, Mm -hmm. being a woman, not only just a woman, but a woman who had been impure and just lived this, this lifestyle that was looked down upon. And he pointed her out, changed her life, and empowered her to go back and just tell people, I met Jesus. And so she was a witness to him, and he empowered that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably the biggest story that is pointed to when people are like, the question of women in ministry, and the first thing I think people think of is when Jesus was resurrected, Easter mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking about. Yeah, and so I think that's the first one that people think about, and they go, well, he, you know, the first... The first person was a woman. It was Mary. Um, And that's so true. And that's my third example is that, um, again, he's strategic. Mm -hmm. He appointed her and he said, you've seen me. Now go tell. Go be my witness. Um, He didn't limit her. He didn't restrict her or tell her to stay stay out of it. Like he didn't say, don't tell anybody. I've Mm -hmm. got someone else. Like he didn't say, I'm going to go tell Peter to tell people um, or anything like that. He ordained her to be a carrier of his, his gospel. Um, with the resurrection and revealing himself to Mary, he brought back the female authority. Um, and when I was studying and preparing for this, like this was kind of a mind blowing thing for me, because if you think about women in the old Testament, Mm -hmm. that's where that came from is the women's be silent. You're not a leader in the church was Mm -hmm. the fall. Like Eve, Adam and Eve were given authority over what God had created. And we fell. Mm -hmm. Not that it was just Eve's fault, but they both fell. Mm-hmm. And so the redemption of Christ also redeemed Mary's voice and the woman's voice mm. to, to have that authority in Christ to say, 
he has witnessed to me. He has changed my life. Now I get that same authority that a man has just because we're all children of God. We mm-hmm. are all given that same authority to go out and spread the gospel to people. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that people, I mean, I think that women are supposed to be leaders in the church mm-hmm. um, and leader, leaders just spreading who Jesus was or he wouldn't have been that strategic. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's awesome. I love, I mean, there's the examples right there, like in scripture. Mm-hmm. I think people look over because, um, I mean, what's crazy, what I love about that, um, about, was it Mary? That mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, about Mary being the first, like, is this is why one of the reasons that I believe like the gospel like is true because why in the world would like, why would Jesus choose a woman? Like women were seen as they're not believable, yeah. not credible sources mm-hmm. of anything. You weren't even supposed to, they were not even supposed to be in the synagogues or the temples. So like, why would, why would that be in the Bible? Like if the Bible is trying to be like something that's true, like they would have a man like that's like, yeah. that would be a real, like anything written back then, like that'd be easy to, to believe easy yeah. to understand if it was yeah. a man obviously and so that's why it's like it that's got to be true like because he went to somebody who is not credible to that time period yeah and she like that's who he chose to reveal himself with Absolutely. Like, that, that, that's so cool is like that's got to be true like that there's no reason that the writers would write that <laughs> like mm-hmm. th- nobody would believe that and so i think that aspect of it is like jesus chose to to go to the least credible source to reveal the biggest news in the in the world Amen. <laughs> ever <laughs> yeah and, and i think that's wonderful and i think that's that's great because i think i don't know who knows what if he would have went to a man or whatever they'd have been like who are you or like didn't believe him or didn't mm-hmm. do what they were supposed to because i think sometimes men are well, a lot of times men are stupid or whatever and they're not going <laughs> to listen or whatever but mary was probably like oh my goodness this is jesus i gotta do what he said and go tell everybody <laughs> yeah i think one of the things that if it would have been a man um People, if I'm putting myself in that time period, you know, before Jesus was crucified, he was a man saying that he was the son of God. Mm-hmm. So if they didn't believe him saying that he was the Messiah, why would they believe anyone else saying that they had mm. seen him? Yeah. Um, and we can, that's a whole nother podcast that you could touch on later. <laughs> but um, I think that was probably the challenge mm-hmm. is that a woman, they knew their place, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like they knew they weren't supposed to speak on anything really unless spoken to and for her like just like you said to share the biggest news ever and not care Mm -hmm. where her place was supposed to be um says a lot yeah she was (laughs) like screw my place in this (laughs) like i'm going to tell everybody yeah um and what so what comes to mind and a lot of people obviously this is where they go when people like oh women shouldn't be pastors women shouldn't be leaders Mm -hmm. and it's in first timothy chapter two it says a woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She must be silent. And people see that and like, see, women can't mm-hmm. be, they can't be pastors, can't be leaders. Um, and to me, I had a conversation with Lance, who Lance has been on this podcast a lot, so listeners should know who he is. Um, but like, a lot of people went to scripture to make slavery okay. Yeah. Like taking it out of context, taking, out, or taking like it out of context, yeah. saying like, "See, it's good. We're supposed to have slaves," and like they found ways to take it out of context to mm-hmm. make it seem like to or to um to justify what they're doing when right. slavery, we can all agree, was absolutely wrong. Yeah, and so I think that like where there's I think uh the there's a principle in this verse I think that is like is is true like within like marriage and stuff like that, just with the man being the leader and mm-hmm. and even in the church I think. Uh, one thing I heard a pastor say is like, 
somebody asked this pastor, do you think women should be lead pastors of a church? And he's like, I think it could happen, but I think it, a healthy church, I think a man is, is the lead pastor. Mm-hmm. And I kind of agree with that. I think, could a woman be a pastor, like a lead pastor of a church? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I think she could probably win people for Jesus. And I think it'd be great. But I think the healthiest it is, is with a man as a lead pastor. But that's not saying to women can't, yeah. like women then can be in any position, I think, within the church and be leaders. I th- And I'm not saying and all staff, like all men's staff, that's the healthiest. I'm yeah. just saying as the lead pastor, having a man there, because it's a representation of like a father and a mother. And like, if, yeah. if there's a I family would, without a, if there's a family without a father, you can't tell me that's as healthy as it'd be without both parents. Yep. I, so I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't done as much like I've done women, I've done research of mm-hmm. women in ministry leadership. Mm-hmm. So I have a strong opinion about that because we're talking about it right yeah. now. But um, I'll be honest and say that as far as lead pastors, that is something that I haven't really formed a mm. solid opinion on. I mm-hmm. think that now, with like with you, I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but I do think that structurally that is how a family is structured, is, mm-hmm. is the man is the head of the household. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, Scripture has purpose in everything, yeah. you know, and so I would just agree with you thus far. Without <laughs> any further research, I would agree with you. But then once you. you research more, you're like, <laughs> oh, I need to come back and revoke that. Um, but I just uh, don't want to speak on anything. For I haven't sure. done my own research. Yet. Yeah, um, but I, ju- I, I just think, like, that, that Scripture is taken out of context a lot and mm-hmm. can be used to justify anything. Like, see, women shouldn't talk at all. They're supposed to be quiet. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's not true. Yeah. Women are, like, God says w- women be, like, w- wisdom, wives with wisdom. Yeah. Like, he talked about that. Like, they should help lead their husband. Um, and so people take that out of context. Yeah, and, and, that, and that, that's just why it's important, like, even you could have a trusted pastor, but you're supposed to consume the word for yourself and your own convictions. For sure. Not to say that you can make any meaning out of any scripture that you want to, mm. aka taking it out of context. Yeah. But you know, read for yourself. Check what your leaders are saying. Check what your check what we're saying. Check what mm-hmm. uh, your pastors are saying because um, you're supposed to consume for yourself. Yeah. We can't rely on other people for what we're consuming. For sure. So we can agree, women can be leaders in the church. Absolutely. Like we've come to that consensus because one, Katie, you're a leader in the church. <laughs> and a woman. <laughs> and a woman, yes. Um, and then in scripture, there are multiple, multiple times, like you just shared, that women were used mm-hmm. um, in greater ways than men were <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so so moving on, we know women can be leaders in the church. I think we've, we've tackled that question and we can all come to a consensus that it's yes. If you think no, you can DM Ritus. me on Instagram um, <laughs> at Braden Benvenuti and shoot me your questions. Shoot me whatever you have. I'm sure nobody will, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't want to direct them to anybody else but me because I'll handle it. <laughs> so, Katie, as a leader in the church, as uh, the role you're in, um, have you experienced um, – well, it's not really have you. I'm sure you have. What are kind <laughs> of the, the challenges that you've faced um, being in the leadership role you are um, in a church? And this is really – I don't want to just highlight like just in the church this because you could be a leader in your job, yeah. you know, in a career. There's probably girls that are managers or bosses in, in sure. other aspects. So kind of speak on that. Like what are some challenges that you've faced as being kind of the leader in in your office? I think we'll go externally and internally. I think externally any challenges, I don't know that that really has to do with me being a woman. Mm-hmm. Um I think the biggest thing as far as being a woman who holds leadership in the church is, or just in ministry, whether your ministry is vocational or in your own job, like you were saying, 
I think the biggest challenge is internal. Mm. Um, I, I don't think that the worst, you are your worst critic. Um, and that's extremely true with women. Um, you know, man or woman, we all carry the burden of being effective communicators of the gospel. I think that, um, if, especially if you're in vocational ministry, you're always checking yourself on, you know, what does this Sunday look like? Are we doing it effectively? Um, is the gospel being communicated the right way? Uh, what are we pointing back to? Those kinds of things. And so taking that just the external, um, conflict or external road bumps or anything out of that I think as a woman in leadership it's always internal stuff like personal insecurities of confidence like women I think is the number one struggle is confidence Mm. um yes physical confidence and like that's a whole nother conversation but Mm -hmm. just the authority um to speak on what you know about God and what he's done in your life and um I think that also comes across as like oh I want to be confident in what I'm saying but that would transfer externally to I don't want to sound like I you know have an attitude about this because I'm passionate because of how I feel convicted with scripture so um does that make sense Mm -hmm. like anything with that so like if there's something that I believe that we're um we as like the big C church or anything like we're we could do better or we're not doing to the best of our ability or communicating the gospel well like um I think my fear is because of the stigma in women in church leadership is just like having an attitude or mm-hmm. like, you know, stepping out of place. But that's not, I think that all comes from the enemy. Yeah. Um, I think that if I'm in the right headspace thinking of the confidence that I know that I have in Jesus, then he has given me authority and discernment and the Holy Spirit within me will speak on whatever it wants to speak on, um, regardless of my gender. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's wrong, it's wrong. If I feel conviction, it's the right conviction because I have the Holy Spirit within me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just say, you know, personal insecurities, internal challenges is the is the hardest thing to overcome as a woman um, in in ministry leadership. Mm-hmm. For sure, that makes sense. Um, I like that. I mean, that's really for anybody. I yeah. mean, confidence yeah. is a is a is a big thing for for a lot of people. Insecurity with with a lot, but I think definitely um, with the stigma that around women being in leadership, I think that's probably a more prevalent more on your mind type yeah. of thing for a woman. Um, but I will say that I think you are very confident. Thank so, you. <laughs> you, I mean, you you are doing it well and like you don't show that like maybe you are facing that stuff like inside or whatever mm-hmm. and you obviously share that with who you need to, but like you don't, I don't think you like exude like no confidence or whatever. So I think yeah. regardless, like you're, whether or not you think you're doing a j- good job or can do it, like you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <kind of thing. laughs> Thank you. Um, so, like I said earlier, or like we discussed, you're a boss, you know, on top of everything else, like just your job that you have to do, like mm-hmm. you manage as well, the four dudes in your <laughs> office that all do different things, videography and, and the next gen creative and then graphic design and all that. And what people I don't think realize, um, maybe people that have never, that aren't super involved in the church, they don't know how much goes into mm-hmm. like creative things with graphic design and photography and videography and all that. Like, yeah. I think people think it just like just happens (laughs) like it's like oh they got that picture from the internet yeah it's like no they like took a lot of time to create that and so with that and with the many ministries within a church lots of people want the creatives time Mm -hmm. they 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 need the time um and so that that comes with all the graphics that people want different ministries 
um, want pictures, they want they want graphics, they want videos, all yeah. for their own ministry. And then you also have just the big church on Sunday mornings in we general. We are the funnel. <laughs> for sure. And so so part of a big part of your job is is managing all that, managing four people's job loads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how I, I don't know the first thing about that. Yeah. Um and so how do you navigate being the boss really as a woman just being the boss over four people? Um and then you can kind of get more specific that are all men too because yep. <laughs> i think being a boss over women is probably not easier but it's like just a completely different oh it's different challenges game. for sure so how what's how do you how do you navigate that um well <laughs> i tell them all the time i'm like i need some feminine energy so sometimes <laughs> i'll go to the opposite end of the church and just sit with the ladies in the other office <laughs> you're like i'll be back in 30 minutes um, yeah I'm like, i just i need another woman in here um no, it's it's really not like like I said, it comes with different challenges. Like, mm-hmm. um, I definitely do not handle an office of men like I would an office of women. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> the hardest thing I think is just combating the nurturing nature of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be more direct because I think men respond to directness a little bit more in the mm-hmm. workplace. Um and that's just now, to say that nurturing is my nature would be false, mm. but I do think that the like God created women to be nurturing. We're yeah. moms, you know, um, and so that's probably the thing that I had to learn is like you can be direct. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be a leader. Um, I also tell them I'm like I'm not your boss. I'm your leader because yeah. I don't you know. Boss has just a negative connotation. Yeah. To it. So my <laughs> this is kind of like irrelevant, but not my um, grandmother when I was younger would call me boss lady <laughs> and so i think that's why i say don't prophetic um, yeah <laughs> I, I know i'm like i'm i'm not your boss especially yeah. you know austin being in the office it's like um we're ma- i mean it's fun like we're managing but it's kind of a weird dynamic too because mm-hmm. like i'm your boss but i'm your wife and yeah. you like kind of have to listen to me <laughs> like but your you're opinion matters <laughs> you're supposed to lead at home but then when we yeah. go to work now i'm the leader <laughs> yeah it's a weird little like transition we've definitely had to grow into yeah. um but yeah, I don't like the word boss. I like leader mm-hmm. um, because I think it, it changes it from like your opinion doesn't matter on my team to I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to what I was saying, um, being being more direct is definitely beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even just because they're men, but like creatives, sometimes they attach to what they are working on and you just have to like communicate the vision of what you're doing constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have learned, and not everybody is the same, but I have learned that the guys that I have just respond to justification as to why I'm being direct, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I need you to do this because of ABC for this ministry that needs this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, another challenge, I think I just have to keep reminding myself that I've been ordained mm. uh, no matter who I'm in charge of. So mm-hmm. whether it was three women, one man, or any combination of whatever, like um, this, this job really like came not really out of nowhere, but it was the biggest blessing and the greatest greatest most perfect time Mm -hmm. um and i think that i have been put over who i've been put over for a reason and not by pastor steve who hired me but by god himself and Mm so um i try to remind myself to walk in confidence that no matter who i'm leading i'm there for a reason and um i've been equipped just at the capacity that i'm supposed to be equipped at um communicating the vision anytime we're like talking about projects and stuff is super important regardless of gender um I think that when it comes down to it, we're all serving the same Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we should have the same vision, which will create the same goals. Um, 
and like I said, I'll just go back. I just need some feminine energy. <laughs> like I, I, uh, so before Gabe came on as part time, I was like, I wonder if I could find a woman videographer. <laughs> like before we make this decision. Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't even know about Gabe first. And I was like, woman, <laughs> I need a woman in here. <laughs> like that has to be number one on the job search. Yeah. But Gabe's right where, right where he's supposed to be too. Yeah, so for sure. I love that. I'm sure it's one difficult to manage people in general because people are just oh yeah people um but for men i'm a man so i know how we are <laughs> and having four of them in one room and like you're managing how much they do what they're doing trying to communicate the vision mm-hmm. like your team a part of a bigger team and it's like there's a whole lot of ideas yes. <laughs> that float through their creatives probably. are very opinionated mm. and to have um a strong personality i'll say that at because People like to call me that for some reason. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> um, but to be a strong personality in charge of creatives, I think is, it, I think is necessary um, because creatives are opinionated. They're mm, passionate. Yeah. And then there's just a lot that goes into it. Yeah. So they need somebody that's that's strongly like that, yeah. can stand your ground, be firm, and like yeah. tell them, hey, this is not that good or this is great. Good job. This yeah. is what we talked about. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, I can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine um, what that's like, especially with your husband in there too. And then you got Lance. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but what would you say to maybe? You probably already said it kind of in your answer, but maybe rephrase it or repeat it. Like to somebody, um, a woman maybe that's not in ministry, but um, maybe she's wanting to be like a boss or a manager yeah. um, in any type of workplace. Um, what would maybe be something that like you? One thing that you tell that that girl that's like trying to do that. The, the biggest thing, I'm going to say it slow so I don't jumble it up because it's kind of a mouthful, but um, the Jesus that went out of his way to flip culture, you know, with the woman at the well and with Mary, allowing them to do things out of the ordinary. Mm. So the same Jesus that was flipping that culture back then for those women to step out and be a part of his ministry is the same Jesus who's flipping the, who flipped the culture so that we could do it. Mm. Um he did it back then so that we could do it now so that we could also um, be witnesses to who he is so that we could also do the things, whether it's vocational or whether it's in your job or just in your hobbies or anything that you do. Like he flipped it back then so that we could continue on that side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, one definition of being a minister is just to represent. Uh, it doesn't have to be vocational. Like I said, make your life your ministry and carry it with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, John 13 says that they will know you, I'm sorry, they will know that we are his disciples by the way we love others. Um, and so out of that, like, because Jesus's gospel is love, if you're, if you're loving people, you are directly representing the core of who Jesus was. Mm. So as long as you're loving people, you're representing Jesus and you're, yeah. you're a woman in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be paid to do it. Yeah. So that's so good. I love that. I think, uh, a lot of people kind of misconstrue the idea of like, oh, like I don't work at a church or I don't work. And I've talked about this a lot on this podcast. Like I don't, I'm not in full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. I don't work at a church. I don't get paid by this, that, or, or whatever. But um, like I was doing ministry before I got on staff here, before I even went through the school of ministry. Yeah. Like I was on the youth leadership team and like I was a volunteer, but I was doing the ministry along with the youth pastor. Mm-hmm. And I think God calls certain people to, make it their like full-time job that's what they put all their time into but i think people minimize their their place in ministry when they're not like on a staff and i'm like that's why i feel like you're not moving forward or nothing else is happening because that's your view of it i think if you view serving in a church or serving in any type of ministry is like 
that's ministry equal to a full-time ministry is like that's when god opens more doors gives more responsibility because you're stewarding doing it for free well and so i think um especially with with talking about women like there's a lot of women maybe that are like i wish i was a boss or i wish i was Mm -hmm. a leader or whatever i'm like okay be, be what do you got with, where you're with at a little. yeah, yeah. <laughs> be yeah. faithful be a le- be a faithful leader where you're at right now like okay get a group of girls together and be a leader yeah <laughs> and like if, do something if there's one thing like when i was serving just at a high capacity before um i got out of ministry school it was well on this side now that now that i'm looking back mm-hmm. is you know a paycheck isn't does not equal your influence mm. um yeah. you know some of the most influential people that you'll meet are the people that have regular jobs and that serve outside of their 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Some have kids, you know, like it's just the busy schedules that keep giving when they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's more inspirational. Yeah. And so I, if I could go back to a challenge, like set, just not even, not even as a woman, but just working in ministry, like you have to set apart what is your vocational job mm-hmm. and your personal relationship and devotion to Jesus. Yeah. And it's a challenge. And so, um, it's a blessing to be able to separate work and ministry. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's a bad thing having the two together is, I mean, it's a blessing that way too, but, but if you're seeing, if you're listening to this and you are one of those people who are thinking, I want to be in vocational ministry. I want to be paid to love the Lord. Mm -hmm. You gotta be paid to love (laughs) the Lord. Like, like, uh, he already paid the price. (laughs) Um, and so like, it's, it's just, it's a blessing and a privilege to be able to serve out Mm -hmm. of, out of just because you want to serve like yeah. you have influence and those are some of the most inspirational people that i've known the whole time that i'm i have known jesus yeah for sure that's so good well katie um that kind of wraps up what we what we're talking about i think we were able to answer some some pressing questions yeah. about this and um hopefully we encourage some women that are listening to this and i hope that there's there's ladies listening I'm if sure not dm me yeah there we go <laughs> Katie Burleson, not Crowder, because she's married now. I'm married now. Um, but women can be in ministry. Katie is a direct representation of a woman crushing it in ministry. Um, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Follow your calling, mm. no matter the fear. There it is. I think that was the Holy Spirit, because I did not plan to say that. I love it. <laughs> Follow your calling, no matter the fear. Thank you guys so much for listening. Katie, we'll have you on again probably sometime soon. Cool. <laughs> Peace out, people. <laughs>